Hi, I'm Dave Plisky, and welcome back to For You and For Me, a new way to listen to Monsignor Karen Harrington's homilies. This past Sunday, we celebrated the Most Holy Trinity with readings from Exodus, St. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, and the Gospel of John. In them, we hear of the merciful and loving nature of our God, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, which enables us to believe in him and do his work. Monsignor, thank you for joining me in the studio today. It's my pleasure, Dave. Good to be with you. Yeah, you too. Would you care to kind of give us some uh, some thoughts on, on the readings and what you were thinking about for, for this last Sunday? Sure. So today uh, we celebrate the Feast of the Most Holy Trinity, and this is a central feast for we who are Christians. The question is, is what is the Holy Trinity and why is it important for us? We speak about the central act as soon as we come into church and pray for Catholics anyway, as always, I bless myself in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Think about how often we as Catholics are blessing ourselves before grace we bless ourselves, before we begin mass. We're always blessing ourselves using this Trinitarian formula. So we should think for a moment about why is it important? For most of us, we can kind of relate to the notion of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, mm-hmm. or what he has done. We've recounted the words that we hear in the scriptures, and they have important meaning in our life. Uh, the Father plays some figure in our life, maybe because we kind of distantly look at God, like this the God who seems a bit removed. And the Spirit, as we celebrated the Feast of Pentecost just last week, you know, what is the role that the Spirit really plays? Maybe for those who are more charismatic, they're in touch with the Spirit. But for many of us, you know, the Spirit, I mean, we could basically get through the prayer, uh, come O Holy Ghost. So for us, the challenge then uh, is to say, what is this Trinity and why is it important? And the first thing to note is, is that the language that is divinely revealed to us, Father, Son, and Spirit. Father-Son denotes a relationship. Uh, There isn't a father without a son. There isn't a son without a father. There's this relationship uh, in God. So we think about this relationship. And and the Spirit, too, is expressive of this relationship. Uh, When we think about the Father, the Father is a person. The Son is a person. The Spirit is a person. And these three persons who make up the one God and our God are, for you and for me, are in relationship with one another and with us. They invite us into relationship with them. And I think that that is what is significant, right? That God is in relationship and he invites us to share in his relationship. In other words, that God's love uh, is not self-contained just God for God's self, the love of God the Father for the Son, the love of the Son for the Father, the love of God the Father, and God the Son for the Spirit, and the Spirit's love for them both. It's not simply contained in their love, but their love is creative, and it involves creation. uh, That in in some sense, the the love of God in and of itself brings us into existence. Mm -hmm. And it's not that God's love demands that we exist, but we exist because God's love demands it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, that, I think, becomes significant because of what it requires for you and for me, is that we then are in relationship with others, uh, and it requires us to love, and that that love is generative. This is what I think is at the heart of the scriptures. If we listen to uh, St. John's Gospel, God so loved the world that he gave his only son, notice Love is an activity. It's not simply an affection. It's not simply how God feels. God is doing something. And what is he doing? He's going about the world work of reconciliation. 
And so then, I think when we listen to St. Paul, notice what he says, mend your ways, encourage one another, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. There's an activity that is required for us uh, when we are in relationship. And I think then, then that also goes to Exodus, right? That the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, rich in kindness and fidelity. And notice what he says, if I find favor with you, O Lord, do come along into our company. God is accompanying us. The challenge, I think, for many people today is that we feel very much alone. Think about how many people who are single feel very much alone who are living in our city. They feel very isolated, right? And that's why you see so many people going out to bars and getting into all sorts of trouble, right? Because they're kind of looking to fill up that emptiness. Think about in marriages, how many problems there are in marriages. What happens is a person wakes up next to another person. They look at them and say, I married this person 20 years ago. Why do I feel so alone? They were my life partner then. Now I feel alone. For you and for me, what the Trinity is saying is God is a relationship, and he invites us into a relationship to be with him, to remind us that we're not alone. And once we are in that relationship, we recognize that we're going to share in the activity of that relationship, which is an activity which gives life. Right. So what you're saying is if you find yourself in one of those situations as a single person or as a married person, that that it's really your relationship with God that's that's lacking, maybe. Uh, and, and it's manifesting in, in, in a loneliness you feel toward other people, perhaps. Well, the thing is, is that God calls us to be in relationship. We may feel alone, but we're not alone. Of course, one of the most beautiful prayers that everyone loves to recount is footprints, right? I'm Lord, I'm walking along mm -hmm. the sand, and I notice two sets of footprints, and it's at that moment that I see at those most difficult moments, I see one set. Why do I only see one set? Well, those are the moments where I was carrying you. Right. Uh, we all kind of take delight in that. It's hard to know that mm -hmm. at the moment where we're feeling very much alone. Right. But our faith conviction is, is that we're never alone, that God is always walking with us, even at those bleak moments. I wonder if as Christians we have extra practice at, at, at doing the work of love, right, of, of doing that action that's not just a feeling, not an automatic thing. I wonder if we have extra practice in doing that because we are called to do it with something that we can't see, right? We, we, don't, we don't see God in, in the flesh. And, and so, and so to, that, that requires a, of us uh, some kind of leap that maybe other... Well, other... <clears throat> Jesus answers that question. How can I love a God whom I don't see but not love my neighbor whom I do see? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> God manifests himself in you, the person who I'm working with. So to me, uh, I have to look and say, how is it that the relationship, the love of God is manifest with my employees, with my parishioners? How is God's love manifest with my family? Mm -hmm. How is it manifest with my neighbors? Do I interact with them in a way that is presenting the face of God, a love that's inviting and encouraging, or is, or is the way in which I'm behaving a matter of discouragement for people mm -hmm. that drains the life out of them as opposed to gives them life? Right. Um, the concept of, of three persons in one is mysterious to us as humans, right? That's... And I wondered if there's anything in particular that you find that helps you or that helps us to understand the nature of the Trinity better. Well, I always look at mystery. What is a mystery? I think about us, human beings. One of the big challenges is you don't grasp mysteries and you don't solve mysteries, right? Mysteries are meant to be entered into. And so if I look at Dave Plisky and say he's a problem for me, how am I going to fix this problem? I kind of fail uh, 
to recognize the invitation for an encounter. Hmm. <clears throat> Mysteries require an encounter that transforms me. In other words, it's not me solving the problem of somebody. It's that I'm transformed as a result of the encounter. Best way to look at it, Dave, in my view, is, is I look at the horizon. It's the summertime. We're all going to the beach. You go to the beach and you look at the beautiful sun and you want to get close to it. And as a child, I would walk closer and closer and closer and I would think I'm going to catch the sun. But guess what? The sun always eludes me. It moves further and further away. This is the nature of the Trinity, that when I think I possess some knowledge of the Trinity, there's an element that's sort of inexplicable yet that invites me to an encounter. Hmm. This is what the Trinity is. The Trinity is a mystery, but so are you. So am I. And what we are invited to as human beings is to have a meeting, an encounter with the mystery. Thank you so much for spending the time with us, as you always do. Thanks, David. Good to be with you. If you're in Brooklyn, I invite you to come to English Language Mass at the Co-Cathedral of St. Joseph at 9 a.m. or 12 noon on Sundays. On Twitter, you can tweet at MonsignorH and with the hashtag FYAFM, or you can email comments or questions to me at podcast at desalesmedia.org, and I may be able to address them the next time we do a face-to-face episode. For You and For Me is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. Please subscribe in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. For Monsignor Kieran Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by for you and for me.